Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in, everybody. Hour number two of the Pro Football Blitz. I am Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And my partner has arrived. Mike Pritchard is in the house here alongside. And we are going to hold Will Hill over. We want to make it three amigos here. Of course, uh, Will Hill and Mike Pritchard have done a lot of work together here on the network. And uh, why not uh, just make it a three-voice operation here for one more segment? So, Will, thank you for sticking around. And we were talking about in the first segment, that the Chargers were getting some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He just got hit again by Khalil Mack. The Chargers are playing a really good ball game. They had to settle for a field goal on their last offensive possession, but now leading Kansas City 10-6 and doing a good job on defense. Yeah, and we talked about it before the game started. The Chargers have matched up well with Kansas City for whatever reason. They lost an arrowhead earlier in the year, but they led by 10 in the second half. They won in Arrowhead last year. They lost in overtime right before Christmas last year in a game where they should have won. They had, I think, three trips inside the five where they came away with no points. That crazy game where Daly just kept going for it and going for it. Uh, So the Chargers have played well here against the Chiefs. They match up well for whatever reason. They can get pressure. Uh, They can move the ball. Chargers have all the talent. I mean, the Chargers are a talented team when they're healthy, which, of course, they're not now. But uh, I'm not surprised that the Chargers, uh, who are familiar with Kansas City, are playing them well here. Well, great to see you tonight, man. Uh, it's always awesome to have you on the show and, and, and doing work with you as well. I mean, it, it's incredible. What you just mentioned uh, is so true about the Chargers. Uh, even when I was playing, they were always immensely talented, but they never got over the hump. They got to a Super Bowl one time, 
Uh, but that was always a talented team in the National Football League. I think the Chargers wanted to build their roster to catch the Chiefs, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, when you pick up a Derwin James and when you do what you did in offseason with Khalil Mack, uh, certainly defensively you kind of structure uh, to try to match up with what the Kansas City Chiefs have uh, and, and, and has enjoyed really for several years now offensively. That's part of, uh, par for the course, if you will. But offensively is where the difference will be for the Chargers, right? I mean, the guy, Justin Herbert, is an incredible quarterback. And I think if you're any player on that team right now for the Chargers, you feel like you can win this game against the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. With the Chargers, same, same story as always, though. Can they yeah, finish? We right, can talk about the right. talent, but, man, they just, you know, some teams have a, a way of winning these games and some teams have a way of losing them. The Chargers for years, whether it's a missed kick uh, and a costly turnover at the wrong time, the Chargers just have a hard time finishing these games. As an example, the first game of the year uh, against the Chiefs, which was week two, up 10, had every chance to put the Chiefs away, couldn't quite do it. And next thing you know, Chiefs are winning the game. So uh, it's one thing to have a lead. It's one thing to be up in the second quarter, the third quarter, but Chargers are going to need to finish the job here. And if they can win this game, which look a long way away, mm -hmm. it's a four-point game in the second quarter, but uh, they do keep their hopes of winning the division alive. Whereas if the Chiefs win it, they're up three games. They own the tiebreaker. This division is over if the Chiefs can win it. Well, they have just reached the end of the first quarter, and the Chargers are in front 10-6 to after one quarter of football. Will, all the bets that we were talking about prior to this game kicking off are looking pretty decent right now. We were talking about taking the Chargers plus three in the first half. Of course, they're up by four after one quarter of play. Uh, we made some prop. I, we didn't make prop bets, but we talked about a few prop bets. Isaiah Pacheco, you were looking at over 54 and a half yards. He's already got 41 yards rushing. I talked about Patrick Mahomes staying under 28 and a half yards rushing. He's only got two yards rushing so far. And Travis Kelsey, we talked about going over 78 and a half yards receiving through one quarter of football. Will, he's already got 62 yards in receiving yards for the big tight end, Travis Kelsey. So, you know, it's been an entertaining game so mm -hmm. far, Mike. I know you just got here, but have you been able to kind of follow along through one quarter of football? I, I have. Uh, very entertaining. I, I didn't think these two teams would disappoint. I mean, it, uh, we talked about this, Brady, uh, yesterday on Pro Football Blitz and in regards to elite quarterback play. We know we have one uh, from a consistency standpoint, uh, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And he was going to gener generate some offense at some point during this game. The other side of that, Justin Herbert, were they going to get off to a fast start uh, where they're going to have to play catch-up. So far, so good, though, with that lead. Uh, and I, I think Herbert looks very, very comfortable. Uh, you know, Mike Williams hobbled a little bit. I think he re-injured that ankle. Uh, we'll see about that situation. But offensively, I, I think the Chargers are okay. Same thing uh, with the Chiefs, too. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, further adjustments and what happens and developments in the game. But right now, I think the Chargers are feeling pretty good about their chances here. The Kansas City Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorites once again in the live market. Your live total remains at 59-and-a-half. The Chargers now plus 135 on the money line to win this game. Maybe not a bad price there on the Bolts. Uh, all right, Will, I hope you didn't have a ticket on the Jets today uh, because I'm going to uh, recap this one right now. A defensive battle indeed to begin the game and really all the way through it. Winds were whipping up to 40 miles an hour there in Foxborough. The Patriots are yet to score a first quarter touchdown and that continued here today. 0-0 after one quarter of play. Uh, New England kicked a field goal to begin the second quarter, and it was a 3-0 ball game. Then Greg Zerline matched that with a field goal of his own, and it was tied at three apiece at halftime. 
Nick Folk missed his second field goal of the afternoon and it remained tied at three with nine minutes left in the third quarter. It remained all that way, or it remained that way all the way until 26 seconds were left in regulation. The Jets' Braden Man, uh, Braden Man punted the ball 52 yards to the New England 16-yard line. Marcus Jones returned it 84 yards for a touchdown, and that was your ball game. Unbelievable finish. New England gets it done with special teams once again. They cover all numbers in a 10-3 final. The game stays well under the total. That is now 14 wins in a row for the Patriots over the Jets. And, Will, that was just an amazing way to end a football game and a very tough pill to swallow for Robert Sala and the Jets. Yeah, uh, and I did have the Jets plus three and a half. And really, shades of Deshaun Jackson, if you guys remember that punt return against the Giants, probably like 12, 13 years ago, which was a walk-off. This, there was still some time on the clock. If you noticed at the end of the play, and it was completely unnecessary and irrelevant to the play, the Patriots did get away with a block in the back, Mm -hmm. which obviously would have, uh, I mean, Patriots still would have been in field goal range, but it affected the spread. And boy, uh, I know you picked them second overall, but at some point here, if you're Salah, how do you look those guys in the eye on your team and say, hey, we're giving you the best chance to win with Zach Wilson. He has given them nothing. He threw for 77 yards. He's had a bunch of abysmal performances, even in wins. And I know you picked him high, but at some point here, you got to either look to Mike White or Flacco because this is a good team. That's a shame to waste that defensive performance. They played so hard and so well, did, did the Jets. It's like a pitcher giving up one earned run and losing the game or one unearned run and losing the game. At some point, you have to think about putting a different quarterback in there. Wilson, I know you picked him high, but he's not the answer. He's just not. And uh, just a... a gut-wrenching, just a brutal loss. And you look at this team, both these teams, six and four. I mean, I watched this whole game. Both these teams are six and four, one game behind Miami, one game behind Buffalo. (laughs) I don't think either of these teams are very good, just sort of, uh, you know, represents what the NFL is this year. A lot of teams with good records, so I don't think are very good teams. Yeah, a great point there, Will. I mean, uh, considering the Jets punt it more times than completions for for Zach Wilson, that, that should tell the story right there, right? I mean, if you're Robert Sala, you're right. You cannot waste this effort from the defense. Luckily for them, uh, they are a talented group, though, talking about the Jets. But you wonder uh, what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. You have about 20 to 24 games uh, to prove yourself in the National Football League, Will, uh, in terms of becoming a franchise quarterback. You, you, you have to start seeing signs that yeah. this guy is starting to get it, right? And, and if you don't see those signs from 20 to 24 games – uh, you might as well make another decision at that key position right there. But uh, I actually had a teaser situation uh, with the Jets, and, and so that was interesting. I, I really loved the presence of the Jets in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's unfortunate it came down to that punt return and uh, maybe you know a kicker. Just dive in front of the guy, right? If you're a punter, do all you can to just dive at the legs and, and dive in front of him to slow him down. Just get in front of him. Uh, but, but the punter couldn't even do that. So – uh, it's unfortunate to lose a game like that, but no, the Jets were very competitive, uh, like I thought, going into that football game. Will, uh, the Patriots will play on Thanksgiving, and they will go to visit your Minnesota Vikings, and boy, that was a beatdown that they took today at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Now, Minnesota is favored on Thanksgiving Day over the Patriots by three. Your initial thoughts there, Will? Under. Uh, I like the under. <laughs> Darisaw, the left tackle for Minnesota, has a concussion. He will be out. We saw uh, Cousins get pressured relentlessly with him not in the lineup. He's a big factor. The Patriots, I don't know if you mentioned or not, lost two offensive linemen. Andrews and one other guy. Seems like they won't be ready for Thursday. So you're going to be missing offensive linemen everywhere. 
it was a Patriots team with uh, that can rush the passer that played good defense today that can't move the ball. So uh, I think it was 42 and a half, 43. I would bet that. And I would bet it now because I think that closes somewhere in the 40, 41 range. I think that total is going to come crashing down. All right. Very good call. Let's take a look at the other opponent there. The bears will visit the jets. The New York jets will travel home to East Rutherford, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium, and host the Chicago Bears, who lost earlier for the fourth time in a row, I believe it was. Uh, the Chicago Bears really starting to show that uh, they just aren't that good a football team. They've had a nice run where they're scoring a lot of points and everything, but they continue to lose football games. The Jets currently a four-point favorite in Week 12 at home against the Chicago Bears. Will, any initial thoughts there? Boy, I don't. I really don't want to lay the four with the Jets. I would look to the Bears, but Bear uh, Fields got hurt. I know his shoulder wasn't in a sling, so maybe it's not that serious. And again, I like Fields, his talent. But boy, when you're on pace to carry the ball 200 plus times as a quarterback, who knows if that can really work? Is that sustainable long term? So, uh, again, that's another one. Maybe I'm looking at an under. If Fields isn't 100 percent, the Jets are an under team with their good defense and bad offense. So, be curious what the under is. They probably look towards taking the points there and. Boy, if you could give me Flacco or Mike White, I'd lay the points with the Jets. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback here. Yeah, Mike White has uh, proved to be a very good backup. He was yes. excellent last year mm -hmm. when he had to fill in uh, for Zach Wilson. So we'll see. I, I think it'll be great to watch that defense. Hopefully Justin Fields is healthy. I'd like to see how he uh, tries to maneuver around that defense with his great speed and whatnot and how Robert Sala tries to counter that. The Kansas City Chiefs did put one in the end zone. Travis Kelsey gets home to make it a 13-10 advantage for Kansas City. They are back up to five-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. Will, thank you so much. We'll see you next time, my friend. Mike Pritchard and I back for more of the Pro Football Blitz on the other side. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never see me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 years and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard. Once again, thanks to Will Hill. Always love having him come right. by. We ought, we ought to do the uh, three amigos more often here on the Pro Absolutely. Football Blitz. Absolutely. The Sunday edition. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have, um, I thought I had one. I thought this was my last obligation to a local station. I got one more. Okay. So absolutely, let's do it. I, I so think one more, uh, one more dose of Will Hill before That's right. we're done. Yep, Will is tremendous. I work with him on the Lombardi line on Tuesdays mm-hmm. uh, with Ben Wilson, and yeah, he's tremendous. All right, very good. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, we mentioned uh, before the last break that Travis Kelsey got into the end zone, and they have now taken the lead over the Los Angeles Chargers 13-10. to You've got less than 12 minutes left in the half, and the Chargers were just forced to punt. I believe that is the first punt of the ball game. 13-10, to Kansas City out in front, and with that Chargers punt, they now move to six-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market Do the Kansas City Chiefs. 61-and-a-half, now your live total. And the Los Angeles Chargers move to plus 250 now on the money line, giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on offense with a lot of time again before halftime. Uh, what is your take on the total here, Mike? Will and I were both kind of leaning towards the over mm-hmm. prior to kickoff, and, and it's really kind of going that way. We felt this was going to be very much of a back-and-forth affair. Obviously, division opponents, they know each other so well. They always seem to play very close games, and that's what we saw earlier this year in Week 2. I believe that final was 20-17 to 17 in favor of Kansas City. Yeah, you know, I think the Chargers, and a lot of times this happens because you're playing the Chiefs and – Patrick Mahomes is on the other side, that elite quarterback, uh, what we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, and, and you feel like you have to keep the pedal to the metal, mm-hmm. put on the gas kind of thing, right? We've got to throw the football. i got to throw the football, but you don't. I mean, Austin Eckler, very capable of running the football. What, five carries so far for 28 yards? Mm-hmm. Pretty good yards per carry average right there. Not too right shabby there. Not too all. shabby, and uh, if anything, you want to keep Mahomes on the sideline if you can. So 
Uh, it's tricky for me right now with the total uh, because I think it could go either way. I, I think uh, the Chargers could continue to tr try to throw the football each and every play, which plays in the hands of the Chiefs there, and then all of a sudden the Chiefs get going offensively, and then you have to get out of your game plan, and then you're forced to throw the football. So 13 to, to 10 right now, I, I think the Chargers, if they get, can get a stop and just get back into running the football, keep the, charge, uh, the Chiefs' defense off balance, uh, then there's a chance to see – uh, a lot more points because the opportunity on the other side uh, would come from the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and his ability to just adapt uh, and adjust along the way as well. Isaiah Pacheco on first down, the seventh round draft pick, has really uh, usurped uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire yep. in the starting running back uh, position for the Kansas City Chiefs and a good run there for seven yards on first down. Kansas City now operating from about their own 27 yard line. And again, under 11 minutes now left to go in the first half. Kansas City up 13 to 10. Uh, no change here in the live market. They're a six and a half point favorite. 61 and a half is your current total. Uh, let's take a look at the Lions at the Giants. And Detroit opened the game on offense and put three points on the board. But New York, they turned their first possession into a touchdown. The extra point was no good. And it was 6-3 to three Giants. Then late in the second quarter, Aiden Hutchinson intercepted Daniel Jones, his second pick of the season. And Detroit turned that into a Jamal Williams touchdown run. And it was 10-6 to six Lions. Jamal Williams again with just a minute to go in the first half. And the Lions were up big at the break, 17-6. to six. Williams kept it going in the second half with his third touchdown of the afternoon, 24-6 Lions looking to get their second win in a row on the road and their third win in a row overall with an 18-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. Matt Breida found pay dirt for New York just 90 seconds into the final frame. Extra point no good once again, and it was 24-12 Lions. And that was really about it, Mike. A DeAndre Swift <laughs> touchdown for the Lions, a Richie James score for the Giants. 31-18, your final. Giants really were never in this game yeah. after that first touchdown and missed extra way because of uh, the, the wins or lack thereof for the Lions. But when you play defense like that uh, on the road, I think people will open up their eyes a little bit more. Uh, Hutchinson is, is a phenomenal player. I mean, so early on in his career, too. Uh, the game became easy for golf, I thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, because, it, it was they kind of flipped roles on right. defense. The Giants' defense didn't look very good at well, all. Because Detroit wanted to run the football. We knew that going into this one, uh, that Detroit wanted to do that. And then I think on the other side, lack of information about the Giants, but I gathered a ton today. Uh, they are so dominant on Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. And remember yesterday we were talking about Saquon Barkley had 35 carries. Right. Uh, and I think that was the most of his career. Uh, and he's coming back from a knee injury, so... The rigors of the National Football League each and every week, can you get up and can you do that again? The Giants have always been in these close-knit games in the fourth quarter, and it comes down to Saquon Barkley making a play here, a play there offensively. But when you can take that away, and the Lions did a great job of taking that away, where else can the Giants go? Uh, now, Daniel Jones did throw for over 300 yards, but that's between the 20s and everything like that. And I think uh, the Lions, and, and give credit to Aaron Glenn, I've been hard on him. <laughs> Very hard on him, but he had a good game plan today defensively, uh, and it worked. Uh, so the discipline for the Lions, uh, if you back them, uh, talked about them catching points right there, uh, that was a nice situation for the Lions today. The Chargers get the ball back. I didn't see what happened there, but it looks like they probably forced a Kansas City punt, two punts back and forth there between the Chargers and the Chiefs, and the Chargers now back on offense. 
They're at about their own 34-yard line and now under 10 minutes left to go in the second quarter. And there's a completed pass by Justin Herbert. And they're moving the ball, moving the chains, first and 10. And the point spread changes here in the live market. The Chargers now back down to five-and-a-half-point underdogs, basically where they were prior mm-hmm. to kickoff this evening. And the total moves to 60 and a half. Uh, 250 plus 250 was the highest I saw on the Chargers on the live money line now at plus 195. Uh, The Lions and the Giants, uh, both of these teams will play next week on Thanksgiving. The Bills will come visiting the Detroit Lions and they'll stay right there Mm -hmm. in Detroit. They, of course, played at Ford Field today because of the snowstorms in the Orchard Park, New York area. Uh, They got the win over the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk about that one a little bit later. But the Bills stay right there in town, and they are laying nine points on the road to the Lions. The Giants are going to head to Dallas and face the Cowboys. And right now the line is Cowboys minus eight. And I think this is the second straight week in a row, Mike, that we've had a really interesting opening line in a Cowboys game. Okay. Uh, You were here at the desk with me last week, and we Mm -hmm. saw that line come out Dallas minus two over the Minnesota Vikings, and I knew that was going to really breed a lot of reaction because the Vikings had just pulled off a stunning win over the Buffalo Bills, and here they were underdogs to a team that had just lost to the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about that uh, Cowboys-Vikings game a little later in the program as well. But now you have the Cowboys who get that big win today. The Giants are at 7-3. and They're tied in the division Mm -hmm. with the Cowboys, but the Cowboys laying a big number of eight points at home on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, they are. I mean, uh, the Cowboys, they live on Thanksgiving. Now, last year they lost their game to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. That's right. Uh, at home. But, uh, you know, the Giants, and, and this is the, the thing from a betting perspective, Brady, uh, finding out information about the Giants prior to them going on this string of games within their own division. Uh, so they're about to run that gauntlet, and are they ready for that? I mean, uh, without Barkley doing something special, uh, the defense we know is going to – try to pressure they're going to try to uh, make plays if they can but they're really not uh, that caliber of a defense in my opinion talking about the Giants because uh, they lack personnel still uh, and, mm-hmm. and I think that goes right. true for for the Giants the other side of that though which Cowboys team are we going to see I mean we want to see the consistent Dallas Cowboys and if we get that then they're going to cover this number I believe well I'll tell you what my, my first reaction would be to take the uh, Giants okay and, and it's kind of very similar I believe to what we saw last week mm-hmm. where we had the perception the you know the general public was out there seeing that the Vikings had beaten the bills and the Cowboys had lost to the Green Bay Packers when in reality the Cowboys dominated the Packers for three quarters of that game and Buffalo really dominated the Minnesota Vikings it took miracles for them to win that game in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and overtime. So I, I thought the Cowboys was the right side today. It turned out to be that way. Now, I think the Giants could be the right side next week because the Cowboys, they, they, they went off the roadmap today and, and scored 40 points or what have you, right? So they looked super impressive. The Giants looked awful, and maybe this point spread is inflated because of that. Well, it could be inflated. I, I just see the Dallas Cowboys, and, and we're talking about this time of year, end of November into de- uh, December, where teams really assert themselves. The Cowboys asserted themselves. It did today. If they're consistent like that, uh, they're, they're going to beat a lot of teams moving forward. Right, absolutely. My initial reaction would be to take the eight points, but you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. If they play like they did today, they might win the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> back with more in just a moment. Chargers on the move.
This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can not only check out today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard back with you here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And Austin Eckler is in the end zone for the Los Angeles Chargers. They go back out in front of the Kansas City Chiefs, 16-13. to There is a flag on the play, three and a half minutes left in the second quarter. We'll see what the result of that is. Right now, we're going to talk a little Monday night football. And kind enough to join us is Jennifer Lee Chan. She's a 49ers beat writer for the local NBC affiliate, NBC 49. You can follow her on Twitter at Jennifer Lee Chan. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. You're down there in Mexico City. What a treat. You get to travel abroad for Monday Night Football. I thought, and talk to me what your impressions are, I thought last week on Sunday Night Football, the Niners coming out of their bye week, and they were all healthy, they had all their stars aligned, and the stars on the field, Debo, check, you name it, the new toy in Christian McCaffrey, and I thought there was so many, so, so much talent there on the field, it almost looked like they didn't have enough footballs to go around, and they seemed very out of sync. Have they got their act together this week? Do you think they get it together and find that rhythm and put it to the Cardinals? I think any time they get more reps and more practice, that is what the result is. George Kittle said that, you know, there's there's no argument about there's not a football going around. They just care about winning. But I think the more they get practice together, you know, Debo Samuel missed a little bit of time. George Kittle missed a little bit of time. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't go through OTAs. Christian McCaffrey just got there a couple of weeks ago. So I think the more time they have together, the more in sync the offense will be. Yeah, Jennifer, I'm looking for that as well. I mean, this has to be so settling for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who missed training camp, didn't miss it. He was there, just didn't participate. Uh, But with Mm -hmm. all these players around him, I mean, uh, John Lynch, uh, Kyle Shanahan, they surrounded this offense and they built this offense to be uh, Super Bowl caliber. Uh, Is Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, does he seem settled in as a starting quarterback right now? He absolutely does. He's got control of the offense. He's got command of the huddle like he always has. But I think what was the problem for the offense is that they had geared everything towards being, you know, with Trey Lance under center. So they had planned their OTAs. They planned training camp. It was all about Trey Lance. So building the rebuilding the offense around Jimmy Garoppolo once he got back in there was kind of something that they had to do. So getting back into the rhythm with all of those different pieces and Jimmy Garoppolo there, uh, Kyle Shanahan spoke about how the coaching staff wasn't, un, you know, wasn't completely sure what to do with Jimmy Garoppolo when he went in uh, in that second game, that second week, because they had planned and geared so much around Trey Lance. So I think now the staff, the players, all of it together, they can be in more sync together because they have so much more time. Jennifer, what about the uh, practice plan for the 49ers this week? It was on Tuesday earlier this week. They went to Colorado Springs to practice in elevation. Do you think that was certainly a worthwhile trip, and how did it go? Uh, It was freezing, for one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But the only thing that I think was an issue for them is that it was so cold. Now, the average temperature in Colorado Springs this time of year is about 50 degrees, so that's what they thought they were going to get. 
it was 50 degrees before they got there. It's 50 degrees after they left. But, of course, when they were there, it snowed. So uh, they had a practice, one practice outside. They had Tuesday off, so they kind of got to acclimate to the uh, altitude, which is almost as high as Mexico City. So the altitude in Colorado Springs is about 6,700, and then Mexico City is 7,200. So closer. Um, they had Tuesday off. They kind of just... You know, I've heard that just sleeping at that higher elevation helps your body to adjust. So they did that. They had a practice outside on a Wednesday, and then because it snowed and the fields weren't uh, in good enough shape, they don't want guys to be out there on frozen fields, they practiced indoor on Friday and Saturday. They have a walkthrough today. They're flying down to Mexico City now. I think they're about to land or about to get to the hotel at this point. So um, they said they had a good practice on Friday and a kind of lighter one on Saturday. You know, Jennifer, since you're down there uh, at the site of this game, I mean, uh, and, and the history, uh, when you think about the matchups, uh, people were concerned about the field, whether or not they had events uh, in that stadium. Uh, any talk about that since you're down there? Could you give us a kind of a report of the field conditions for this game? We actually haven't been in the stadium yet, but yeah. uh, the 49ers have been there. They're Equipment staff has been there. There hasn't been any report of anything bad. So I think that's what happened a couple of years ago. Right. So right now it looks like the stadium's in good condition. I saw pictures of it, and it looks very green, very healthy. So I would think that there aren't going to be any issues. How about the Arizona Cardinals, Jennifer? They have really given the 49ers fits over the years, and I think a lot has to do with the mobile quarterback situation. We saw Russell Wilson do it when he was with the Seahawks. Kyler Murray, 3-1-1 against the spread in his career against the 49ers. And, of course, Colt McCoy went into Santa Clara last year in replacing Kyler Murray with injury and beat the Niners outright. Uh, so I think the Cardinals have been a little bit of a thorn in San Francisco's side. But if San Francisco has their act together, they really should crush this team that is not only not very good, but is also beaten up. Uh, the defense hasn't been great. San Francisco's laying eight points, and that seems like a lot. But again, if they have their act together, I think they should handle this team. I think if they play to your, their potential, just like you said, they should handily beat the, you know, the Cardinals. But you know, they have had issues with mobile quarterbacks. And I think, you know, without Eric Armstead being in there, if Samson Educom plays, that's going to be a big factor. Eric Armstead was already ruled out. And of course, Javon Kinlaw's on IR. So, you know, it's, it looks, looking like Kyler Murray doesn't play. Colt McCoy was not on the injury report. Kyler Murray was questionable. I just doubt that they, they came down to Mexico City, I believe, on Saturday as well. And... I just don't think that they want to risk it in a high elevation. Kyler Murray, who hasn't done a whole lot of practicing, to put him out there and expect him to run against the 49ers defense, which can be so suffocating. I mean, the second half of the game last week against the Chargers, like 50-something yards of total offense, 17 on the ground. So they've been much better about containment, uh, which I expect to see on Monday night. Yeah, it's interesting about Kyler Murray, too, and his ability to make plays with his legs, and uh, we know about that. But another player, too, though, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, uh, from a matchup standpoint, you, you think about uh, the secondary for the 49ers, but he's hobbled as well. I mean, hamstrings are always tricky. Um, for the 49ers' standpoint, Jennifer, uh, I know they want to apply pressure if they can, but if there are some instances in which uh, they're able to throw the football, speaking of the Cardinals, are the, the San Francisco 49ers, that secondary, how confident have they been lately? They've been a lot better. I think it's been, you know, a lot of moving pieces. Jimmy Ward's kind of going to nickel. 
uh, Diamador Lenore being out there in the secondary as a cornerback. Manuel, uh, sorry, uh, Charverius Ward has been really good. He missed a little time with the groin, so I think it took him a little bit of time to get back. His first game back wasn't great, but he's gotten back up to his normal performance level uh, against the, the, excuse me, the Chargers last week. Um, I think just the moving parts, great safeties in Gibson and Talano and Funga. Um, but I think it's, you know, again, it's more reps for that defense, shutting down wide receivers. And I know the Cardinals are going to get their yardage, but it's how much. And I think those guys have played enough together that they're much more secure out there, much more confident. Jennifer, with a win in Mexico City, the San Francisco 49ers will tie the Seattle Seahawks for the lead in the division. What is your prediction right now on who's going to win that division? It looks like it's going to be either San Francisco or Seattle. Who's your choice? Oh, it's always more fun to cover a team that's winning. So I would say that would be my preference. But, I mean, <laughs> Seattle's playing such great football. I mean, especially for a team that was so underrated at the beginning of the season. They're scrappy. They're kind of the underdogs. I think they like being under the radar. They've been playing really well. So it's definitely going to be a challenge. Niners go up to Seattle for that next meetup with them. And it's just a tough place to play. So it's, your guess is as good as mine, but it'll be a fun series to watch. All right, Jennifer, we got to let you go. But before we do, we'll put you on the spot here. We'll give you a fictional $100. The total is 43.5 in the game if you want to go under or over. And I mentioned the spread. The 49ers are favored by eight. How do you think this plays out with the score and the, and the spread? Oh, um, if the Niners play to their potential, I would say over. And, I mean, it's all about if they can keep it rolling, have their momentum going, and not come out of this out of the half sleepy. I would say over and take your Niners. All right. All right. The favorite and the over for Jennifer Lee Chan. Thank you so much. Great information, Jennifer, and enjoy Mexico City. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. All right. That is Jennifer Lee Chan. She is with NBC 49ers in the Bay Area. You can also follow her on Twitter at Jennifer Lee Chan. And uh, so the favorite in the over, not surprising, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I don't know about the total, Mike. Um, I don't I don't have a. I, I would also I, I would actually probably lean a little bit to the under. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the you know what we got out of that conversation from you and I and Jennifer. The 49ers, if they play their game, they should crush this. Oh, team. they really, they really should. I mean, on paper, it's it's one of the better teams, better rosters in the National Football League. They just got to put it together uh, and and execute, though. We'll see if they can. Chargers and Chiefs, an update coming back on the other side. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. With the latest odds, lines, and boosts, Bet Rivers is your go to for any soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers' special World Cup promotions like our World Cup uh, Futures Insurance Bet and World Cup Daily Bet and Gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling all soccer fans to head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app to get in on all the match day action. It's a whole new game. The World Cup is upon us. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. The game is getting very good here in Los Angeles between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Been a really good game from the get-go, and right now the Chargers have the lead 17-13 with less than two minutes to go in the first half. They have moved to favorites in the live market. Chargers now a three-and-a-half-point favorite in live wagering, the total at 62-and-a-half, and they have now moved to minus 200 on the money line. It was pretty juicy not that long ago when it was plus 250 on the Chargers on the money line to win this game. Uh, but 17-13, that last touchdown for Austin Eckler did hold up. The extra point is good. And right now, just over a minute left in the first half, and the Chargers have the ball and are trying to add more points here before halftime nearly into the red zone. Yeah, eating up time on the clock, too. Nice job of the Chargers sticking within their game plan, running the football. You can do that. I mean, no panic situation, uh, especially when they bounce back. The defense got those stops, Brady, and uh, you get to score from uh, in, the, in, the, in the end zone there for the Chargers. And so a chance to just end this first half possessing the football. 
uh, and keeping Kansas City on that other sideline. So, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they will adjust. They'll come up with ways to matriculate the ball like they always do. Uh, but you have to respond. Uh, but watching the Chargers stay within their game plan, running it, as well as throwing it, the, the short dink and dunk passes, uh, that's perfect for what the Chargers want to do tonight. A tremendous fight there by Austin Eckler and a gain of about eight yards as he gets down to about the two-yard line, broke about three tackles on that run. Prior to that, Justin Herbert hit Joshua Palmer for a first down. The Chargers now have first and goal from, again, about the one-and-a-half, two-yard line. Uh, Joshua Palmer caught the first right. touchdown. I believe he caught the first touchdown last week, too, when you and I were here mm -hmm. for the Chargers and the 49ers game. And, you know, this guy has had a lot of reps with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out of the lineup. Allen out for almost the entire season. Williams out for a couple, three weeks anyway. But this guy has really become a great target for Justin Herbert and a big part of this drive right here as they get closer to the goal line. Yeah, when you have a quarterback like that, I mean, that should excite you at any level uh, of any player. Uh, we saw a fourth string tight end make a catch. Uh, Stone Smart, I think that's his name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds uh, like Gerald Everett out of the game. Yeah, it sounds like a, a soap opera name. Stone <laughs> there Smart, you uh, the fourth team tight end making a catch. But th that's the caliber of quarterback you're dealing with, though, with the Chargers. And I don't care where you are. If you are a top flight player, uh, if you're a role guy, if you just got called up from the practice squad, you get a chance to play with an elite talent like that. Uh, that's going to excite you, and certainly that's going to give you a chance to elevate your game. So we're seeing that from the Chargers uh, throughout the season, really, uh, to hold them into the situation in, in which they can really uh, help themselves with a victory tonight uh, within that division. Uh, the Chiefs, by the way, uh, they are going to face the Rams next week. They don't not they do not have a lineup uh, on this game because, of course, the Chiefs are currently in action. Uh, but the look ahead line was Chiefs minus ten. Mm -hmm. uh, the Rams, of course, we'll talk about that game momentarily here. But uh, they did not uh, fare well against the New Orleans Saints. So the other uh, SoFi Stadium occupant not uh, holding up its end of the bargain. Chargers fail on first and goal there with Austin Eckler. He gets dropped for a loss. The Chiefs were able to bust through the line there and stop that one. Now, third and two. Actually, I guess they can still get a first down here. I didn't yeah. realize that. I, I thought it was time. a goal-to-go situation. Just 23 seconds left yeah. before halftime here. Uh, not enough time necessarily to run the ball. And uh, Justin Herbert there nearly threw an interception, nearly sacked, and then threw nearly an interception. 17 seconds now left in the game, and this will be fourth and two, so it looks like Brandon Staley and company are probably going to opt for a field goal. My, how things have changed. Remember when this was an automatic for Staley to go for it on fourth down? Well, no timeouts e either, so I mean, if he would have taken a sack right there, that would have been mm -hmm. devastating, I think, uh, but great job by Herbert to get the ball away, uh, give a receiver a chance, Keenan, Keenan Allen right there, but uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Mr. Go for it, uh, kind of playing things differently this year. Um, probably earning some respect in that locker room, too, giving his players a chance to win games now. And Cameron Dicker, the kicker, is good from short distance there, and it's a seven-point advantage for the Chargers with 14 seconds left before halftime. So Will Hill and I uh, thought the Chargers plus three might be a good bet mm -hmm. in the first half. Looks pretty good right now, just 14 seconds left before halftime. The live line has just re repopulated here, and the Chargers remain three-and-a-half-point favorites. No change in the live line with just adding a field goal there. Uh, the total dips actually a little bit to 60-and-a-half without the touchdown happening there for the Chargers. So 20-13. 14 seconds left before halftime. 
Three and a half point favorites are the Chargers in the live market and down to minus 165 now on the live money line, having to opt for a field goal rather than a touchdown. I tell you what, I'm really impressed, Mike. Uh, I I think uh, the division game, the prime time, a little bit of revenge here. Of course, they lost that first meeting in Kansas City in week two. They got the money in that game. They covered Mm -hmm. the number. The spread was about four and a half, if I recall, and they only lost by three. But I think this is as impressive as we've seen the Chargers for a long time. They did not look good last Sunday. They were shut out in the second half. Uh, you know, I was really starting to think that this wasn't a great football team, but a little bit healthier with Williams and Allen tonight, and they've looked excellent. Yeah, they have, really, Brady. I mean, we talked about the other players stepping up and, and stepping in for Mike Williams and Allen when they were out, and uh, they, they struggled a little bit, but they still had a better than 500 record uh, and certainly in a situation to be competitive within the division. Uh, I think the Chargers match up very, very well. That's something we talked about yesterday uh, pre-flop. Uh, and, and when you think about this matchup and this game, this moment, uh, it was a great chance to grab the points with the Chargers coming into the game. So uh, it's playing out that way. Uh, they got to put a second half together. We know what Patrick Mahomes is capable of. We know what Andy Reid is capable of in terms of adjustments. And uh, just to give you and put it into context about the matchup, I, I mean, Andy Reid has dominated, right, the Chargers yes. uh, as a head coach since he's been there in Kansas City. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes, 13-0. In 13 road starts against divisional opponents, second longest streak since 1970. Yeah, that, that's a heck of a run. <laughs> it really is. But the Chargers are, are, are getting work done, though, and playing well so far in the first half. All right, just three seconds left. Mahomes at his own 38-yard line or so, and it looks like he is going to chuck one up there, and that is complete, uh, doing a little uh, – are they doing pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo <laughs> here? No, the receiver is going to go down, and that will end the first half, 20-13 to 13 here in favor of the Los Angeles Chargers as they go to break. Um, all right, I was mentioning the Rams a little earlier. They will be the Chiefs' next opponent. They were in New Orleans today to take on the Saints, and the Saints got on the board first, uh, but Matthew Stafford found Tutu Atwell for a 62-yard catch and carry for a touchdown with four minutes left in the first quarter, and it was 7-3 to three Rams, and it looked like Los Angeles was on their way. The Saints went back and forth with Andy Dalton to Juwan Johnson for an eight-yard touchdown pass, 10-7. to Now New Orleans were back in the lead. And then it was the Rams recapturing the lead with Allen uh, Robinson catching a Matthew Stafford pass with just 22 seconds left in the half to go up 14-10. to Rams were up by four at halftime in a seesaw affair. Andy Dalton hooked up with Jarvis Landry to begin the second half, and New Orleans was back on top once again, 17-14. Then they extended their lead with Dalton to Chris Alave for a 53-yard touchdown catch and run, 24-14 Saints with six minutes to go in the third. They exchanged field goals, and New Orleans was back up by 10, 27-17 with nine minutes left in the game. Another three points was all Los Angeles could come up with, and that's how it ended, 27-20, your final in favor of the Saints. They get the win and the cover. The game goes over the total. New Orleans moves to 4-7. and seven. The Rams drop to 3-7, and seven, and wow, the Super Bowl champs can't buy a victory. No, they can't. Um, uh, I don't even know if anybody's trying to sell them one, though. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah, they're just completely different. And we talked about this yesterday, the offensive line from week one to now. Uh, and, and if you're Matthew Stafford, you're trying to, trying to get behind that, what kind of confidence you're going to have. I, I thought on the other side there were so many players checked out with the Saints. But uh, you got to give credit to the offense here, uh, certainly against the Rams. I think the Rams weren't engaged 
Uh, Aaron Donald can wreck a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw that in the Super Bowl, but it's just not the same. McVay, uh, the losing situation for him, first time he's lost this many games in a row ever as a head coach out, out there with the Rams. So uh, things are falling apart. Uh, Matthew Stafford again injured. So things are falling apart uh, for the Rams. And uh, if, if you bet them under their win total, I know Lou, Lou Finnecaro was all yes. over that. Even bet uh, an alternate. Under. Did he really? I think their I think their straight number was maybe nine and a half or yeah. something, and he went under eight and a half oh. as well. <laughs> so he doubled he got up. Aggressive, then. yeah, he did. He, yeah, he was aggressive this summer. Uh, Gamalou on Twitter, like he was all over the Rams' demise this year, if you will, in terms of not living up to expectations. He definitely nailed that one. We'll check on the halftime lines. Also, talk about what's up next for the Rams and the Saints in Week 12 when we come back on the other side. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 